Lessons learned from California's recall. The Golden State's GOP has never been in worse shape. And while the media predictably blames Donald Trump, the real answer is that there are barely any Republicans left. After yet another disappointing election, albeit not a very surprising one, Democrats have retained their political stranglehold over the state of California. However, if we simply take a minute to set aside our post-election bitterness, perhaps we can learn some valuable lessons from this defeat. For one, that the joke was on us for expecting anything else. California has been a Democratic trifecta for 10 years now, with the Democratic Party holding a monopoly over the state's governorship, state senate, and state house for an entire decade. Furthermore, not only is this trend continuing without any interruption, it seems to be intensifying as well. As Democratic victories pile up in the Golden State, the state's elections are also becoming increasingly one-sided. For example, Jerry Brown's gubernatorial victory by nearly 60% in 2014 was quickly surpassed by Gavin Newsom's blowout in the very next election, where the incumbent received around 62% of the vote. Newsom's performance in this recall followed this up with another record-breaking victory, with over 63% of Californians voting to keep him in office. As ironic as it may be, in fact, the last time that a Republican candidate became the governor of California, all the way back in 2003, it was thanks to a recall very similar to the one they just convincingly lost. So, what changed? Well, the most obvious answer, apparent upon a mere comparison between the two recall elections, is that the once reliable Republican strongholds which kept California from becoming a one-party state belong to the Democrats now. Orange County, for example, which supported to recall former Democrat Governor Gray Davis in 2003 by a resounding 73.4%, sought support for a recall wane to a disappointing 47.6% minority in 2021. To put this into perspective, not only did California's most notable historically Republican county vote in favor of keeping Gavin Newsom in office, it also shifted left by a resounding 25.8% in the last 18 years. Voter registration data makes it abundantly clear Republicans have become a minority in Orange County. Furthermore, this alarming fluctuation has been replicated by other traditionally Republican counties. To illustrate the larger trend throughout the Golden State, according to this same metric, San Diego County swung left by 24.5%, and Riverside County by 22.1%. So what can we glean from all of this? Why is the state of California, but more importantly, its Republican strongholds, becoming bluer with time? Well, if the Democrats and the corporate press are to be believed, it, like most everything else, all ties back to Donald Trump. On the surface, perhaps, this may even seem like a potentially valid claim, if for no other reason than the left's unabashed tendency of declaring any political opposition to be Trump's second coming. This was absolutely the case with Gavin Newsom's main recall opponent, conservative radio host Larry Elder. As outlets across the country eagerly repeated, Biden asserted that the candidate was a clone of Donald Trump, and the LA Times, California's largest newspaper, even went so far as to smear him as the black face of white supremacy. As readers of both the LA Times and this blog are likely to already know, Larry Elder is black, and by no reasonable definition has he ever been a white supremacist. 
Also, despite the left's perpetual and passionate declarations, Elder and Trump have demonstrable political and philosophical differences. For one, they have drastically different takes on the legitimacy of the 2020 presidential election and the topic of voter fraud, as well as other policy issues. Elder has even described himself in the past to be lukewarm regarding Trump's former candidacy. Regardless, as misleading as the character may be, the explicit association between the two candidates seems to have cemented itself in the public consciousness. Still, ignoring the left's weaponization of Trump comparisons and exaggerated panic in response to January 6th, is the former president actually responsible for eroding Republican support within California? Democrats would certainly have you think so. If the Orange County Register is to be believed, for example, the insurrection triggered an exodus of Californians away from the Republican Party. At first glance, this also seems like it could be a valid claim. As the outlet reports, an analysis of December and January 2021 shows that Republicans leaving the GOP peaked on January 7th, with 3,243 Republicans re-registering the day following the now-famous event. This snapshot, however, can easily lead the reader to a false conclusion, as a quick look at the full graph demonstrates that January 7th was simply a local high point consistent with the sinusoidal ebbs and flows following an election season. As even the OC register admits, it's normal for partisan registration to dip following an election. Furthermore, according to the same article, of the 33,000 Californian Republicans that changed party affiliation in the weeks following January 6th, only about 18,000 more left the party than what was already expected given the trends heading into that day. Contextually, this equates to less than four-tenths of 1% of the state's 5.3 million registered Republicans. Furthermore, the assertion that Donald Trump triggered a flight from the Republican Party ignores one crucial fact, that the state's Republican strongholds were steadily eroding away long before Trump took office. Despite Orange County, for example, voting with a 73.4% majority to remove Democrat Gray Davis from office in 2003, McCain barely held on to the same county by five points just five years later. Even so, despite Republicans winning Orange County by a measly 5% margin in 2008, Democrats managed to swing both San Diego County and Riverside County. In 2018, a San Francisco Chronicle investigation confirmed what many in the GOP feared. All three once-Republican counties now belong to the Democrats. As it so happens, Kern County, the state's 11th largest, is now California's most populous county with a Republican majority. In this latest recall, for instance, Kern County voted to recall Governor Newsom with a 58.1% majority. The San Francisco Chronicle article described the GOP's isolation as staggering, visualizing a wall of blue up the California coast, stretching from the Mexican border to the Republicans' lone coastal outpost of Del Norte County population, 27,828. So if Trump didn't lose California for the Republicans, what did? The answer is surprisingly obvious. While the former president didn't trigger an exodus from the GOP, a Republican exodus is nonetheless happening within the state of California, one from the state of California. According to a 2019 Berkeley Institute of Governmental Studies report, while a slight majority of Californians are thinking about leaving the state, Republicans are three times more likely to seriously consider departing than Democrats. 
This trend of mass migration away from California has also spanned for at least a full decade. From 2010 to 2020, 6.1 million Californian residents vacated the Golden State. Over that same period, only 4.9 million people immigrated to California from other states, generating a net loss of 1.2 million American residents that the state only overcame with an influx of international immigrants. This pre-existing trend was further exacerbated by the COVID pandemic, or more accurately, California's draconian response to it. In 2020, California's total population declined by at least 182,000 marking the first time that the state has ever registered a yearly loss. What makes this theory even more likely is that the Californian exodus to Republican-majority states is not necessarily making them any bluer. Texas, for example, has garnered a reputation as the foremost recipient of Californian immigrants. While the U.S. Census has not yet released the relevant figures for 2020, 80,000 Californians immigrated to Texas in 2019 alone. This peak is the local high point of a recent influx throughout the last decade. In the five years between 2011 and 2016, for instance, 371,730 Californians moved to the Lone Star State. Yet, perhaps counterintuitively, this out-of-state migration is seemingly making Texas more Republican, not less. In fact, if it was not for out-of-state residents, Democrat Beto O'Rourke would have become the state senator in 2018. While 51% of native Texans voted for Beto O'Rourke according to 2018 exit polling, 57% of interstate immigrants voted for Senator Ted Cruz. In retrospect, as disappointing as it may be, California won't be voting in any Republicans anytime soon. Furthermore, it appears the Republicans only have themselves to blame. If there's any silver lining to be found, however, it's that aside from California losing a few electoral votes, the Republican flight from the golden state they once dominated is seemingly moving states like Texas in the opposite direction. P.S. Epilogue post blogologue. As this blog post has left conspicuously unaddressed, there were notable allegations and examples of potential fraud in the latest California recall. For instance, local news outlets, and seemingly only local news outlets, reported that in numerous instances spanning several counties, Californian voters were informed that they had already voted. While they were given provisional ballots and the respective officials in charge claimed that it was due to equipment issues that were resolved, some suspect that this was proof of double voting. In another bizarre story, a man found passed out in his car was discovered with more than 300 recall mail-in ballots. Ironically, while casting doubt on Donald Trump's voter fraud claims, it appears that Larry Elder began to take them much more seriously in the lead-up to the recall election, launching a website for voters to report voting irregularities. The corporate press, on the other hand, furiously denied any allegations of voter fraud that may have occurred, running numerous fact checks decrying the election-related conspiracy theories. In this particular instance, perhaps, the fact checkers may be right. The reason I did not address the topic of election fraud, at least in regards to California's recall, however, is not because the subject is too absurd to demand our attention. Quite the opposite, in fact. To tackle such a controversial issue, to debunk the lies of so-called fact-checkers and demonstrate the unmistakable presence of widespread voter fraud is an undertaking of the highest importance, one that I am pleased to announce I've spent the last few months tirelessly preparing. One can even say that this was the founding project of this entire blog. 
Now that I have hopefully captured your attention, or better yet, your interest, I humbly ask you to subscribe to my newsletter, where I will shortly announce the launch of a one-of-a-kind book on this very issue. In the meanwhile, I hope that my blogs and my podcasts will keep you entertained.